0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Word of God. We're studying the Bible. We've been working our way through the Gospel of John. We're in John chapter 7. Today we're looking at verses 32 through 36. This is episode 115. Jesus has gone up to Jerusalem to the Festival of Tabernacles, and he's been teaching at the temple. So let's read the passage, John 7:32 to 36. The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things about him, and so the chief priests and the Pharisees sent servants to arrest him. Then Jesus said, I'm only with you for a short time, then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. Then the Jews said to one another, Where does he intend to go so we won't find him? He doesn't intend to go to the Jewish people dispersed among the Greeks and teach the Greeks, does he? What is this remark he made? You will look for me, and you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. So Jesus has been teaching at the temple, and he's attracting attention, as Jesus does. So verse 32 says, The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things about him. So what are these things? Well, we've seen several things over over the last few days as we've uh, been dealing with Jesus at the temple. Some were saying, He has a demon. Some were saying he is deceiving people. Some were saying he is the Messiah. Some were commenting on his teaching that he hasn't been taught by the rabbis. He doesn't have credentials, yet here he is teaching with authority. Others, he does miracles. It's an amazing thing. And others are commenting more about the religious leaders. Why isn't anybody doing anything about this? We know this guy's at odds with the religious leaders. We know they're actually plotting to kill him. Yet here he is teaching without any opposition what is going on. It says the Pharisees heard these things, heard this murmuring or whispering. And so the chief priests and the Pharisees sent servants to arrest him. There's only one chief priest but the way John describes things, the chief priests are the the head priests, the the group the, the, which comprise the the ruling body. John probably is using chief priests synonymously with the Sadducees, because the Sadducees were those they really controlled the temple, where the Pharisees, they pretty much controlled the synagogues. The, the Sadducees were more aristocracy. The, the Pharisees were actually more uh, into the Bible. When he says things like the chief priests and the Pharisees, he probably means the Sanhedrin, the ruling body, because there were both Sadducees and Pharisees on the Sanhedrin. And so that's probably what he's referring to, the chief priests and Pharisees, just a way of saying the ruling body, the Sanhedrin. They sent servants to arrest him. Now, the word servants here just means that. It means assistants. It uh, it doesn't mean slave. So it probably just refers to the temple guards, the people that work for them. They sent the hired help to go and deal with this. Go arrest Jesus. It says they sent the, the temple guards to go arrest Jesus. We don't see them. They kind of fade into the background. We'll see them again in verse 45. So we're not told if they said go get Jesus, bring him back here right now, or go watch what's going on. Look for an opportunity where there's a lull in the activity so you can arrest him on the down low because we don't want a riot on our hands. So we don't know the background there other than they sent the temple guards to go and grab Jesus at some point, some way. Well, then, verse thirty-three, Jesus goes on teaching. Now it says, "Then Jesus said." So, is this in response to them sending the temple guards, or is just this is the next stage of the story? But Jesus continues with his teaching. They're sending the temple guards to arrest him, but he will be arrested by temple guards, but not yet. Not at this festival. It won't be until the spring, in the Passover festival. That's when. Actually, the temple guards will arrest him, but not now. But Jesus says, I am only with you for a short time. Then I'm going to the one who sent me. Well, who's the one who sent him? God the Father. And we, looking back, know what he's talking about. In a few months, I will be arrested. I will be executed on a cross. I will die. I will be buried. I will be resurrected. I will ascend to heaven. That's what he's talking about. They don't understand that. The point here is he will be arrested. He will be executed, but not yet. Then verse 34, he says, You will look for me, but you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. Notice the the distinction between you and me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. So there's a big distinction between you and me. Now, some of that's because he is Jesus, he is the Christ, he is the Son of God, he is God the Son, but also because you guys are not believers, and you cannot come because you're not believers. Well, as is generally the case, uh, they don't understand what he's saying. Jesus is speaking of a spiritual realm, but they're thinking earthly realm. So verse 35, then the Jews said to one another, where does he intend to go so we won't find him? He doesn't intend to go to the Jewish people dispersed among the Greeks and teach the Greeks, does he? Well, where would you go that they couldn't find him? Well, they could find you in Jerusalem, they could find you in Judea, and if they tried real hard, they could find you in Galilee. So, where does he intend to go? Off to some place like Antioch? Off to some place like Ephesus? Off to some place like Rome? Where's he going to go? There's Jewish people scattered all over the place. Is his intention to go? amongst the the Jewish people scattered throughout the Greek world, the Roman Empire. That's what they're thinking. Now, ironically, it will be after the death of Jesus, where Jesus goes to where they cannot go, that is heaven, that the gospel actually will be taken to the Jewish people living scattered throughout the Greek world. So that, that actually will happen. It won't be directly teaching by Jesus, but it will be the followers of Jesus who take the teachings of Jesus to these people. Then verse 36, they're still commenting on what Jesus is talking about. What is this remark he made? You will look for me, and you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. John repeats this. This is the exact same language, exact same words as verse 34 which they're, they're repeating it, but this is unusual for John. John he likes to provide variety. When John does repetition, he does repetition, but with variety. So this means they they're paying attention to what he's saying, but they don't understand it. They heard what he said. They got the words, but they don't get the meaning. And they're even commenting here on, what is this remark? Well, this remark is Important this remark is the plan. Uh, this remark is I am going to the one who sent me. I am going to heaven. I am going to be with the Father. And the way I'm going to get there is via an execution. But they're missing it completely. So as we look at this, you know, from, from the leader's perspective, this is this is tragic, really. Here you have the the leaders of the people of God actively fighting against what God is doing. And we can say how terrible and we should, but we also have to be very careful. Why is it that they're fighting against what God is doing? Because they're trying to control things because they've got the way things are supposed to be. They've got things going the way they like them. They've got things going the way they think they're supposed to be and they don't want anything out of this. They want to control things and they don't want anybody getting a little too spiritual on them. So they're missing what God is doing. So this is tragic that the the leaders of the people of God are actively fighting against God and absolutely missing what God is doing because they're trying to control things rather than allowing God to control things. Well, those of us in church leadership have to be very careful that we're not so trying to control things that we actually miss a movement of God and and actually quash uh, God moving in somebody's life and in somebody's ministry because we're trying to control it and make sure that nothing gets out of hand. Well, then all of us, the crowd, they're trying to fit God into their understanding. They don't well, they think they know the way things are supposed to work and the way Jesus is operating doesn't fit. Well, there are some people saying, you know, this might well could be the Messiah because nobody could do the kind of things he does were he not the Messiah. Others are so sure that they know the way it's supposed to be. They're absolutely missing out on what God is doing too. Now, we have to be very careful. It's not that we just let anything go. And let things run amok and say, well, we don't want to quash the spirit here, but we have to be very careful. And we always have to be asking ourselves, where's the Bible line up on this? And talking amongst ourselves one another versus how can we control this to what is God doing? Is God at work here? And maybe God's at work, but somebody's missing it a little bit and running off kilter somewhat in which case we can step in and provide a little bit of correction, a little bit of guidance. But we want to be very careful we're not actually working against God as we're trying to control things. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.